Hello again. Welcome to the Monroe Community Players Podcast featuring the Green Room Groupies. I'm your de facto host, David War. Looking around the green room, I see... Brian Burchett-Ross. Robert Yeoman. And Ronald Roberts. The original groupies are together again once again after a, a little time off. For a, uh, I was doing some international travel. Brian had done some travel, but he was here last time. I wasn't. But um, I, I understand he had an excellent conversation with DeVoe Riggs, our other groupie. <laughs> um, we only have four microphones, so what can we do? Yeah. Uh, talking about choreography and such. But uh, So it's good to be back in the studio, high atop the Benish building overlooking uh, JR Transmission and Kendall Motor Oil. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, you got to be here to see it. <laughs> <laughs> it's really a fine business. Fine it, business it speaks to me. But we're just, you know, it just yeah, the view is stunning. <laughs> um, so since our last episode, just as I just said, I've been traveling abroad. But Brian, you have been much more abroad in the sense of theater sense. Okay, we can edit that out too. <laughs> oh no, no, Ru- RuPaul's a big thing. Let him be abroad. Um, but uh, you were in London, and you went to the West End, and you saw some theater. I wonder if we can start off with a little recap of what you saw and how you liked it, and sure. how's it compare to American theater and. Uh, you know, what are we doing wrong? What are they doing right? <laughs> I, break it down, Brian. Break it down. Break it down. Uh, I don't. I. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> no, actually, you called it wrong. I did. <laughs> did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. No. Uh, yeah. The the one night we went and uh, saw a witness for the prosecution, Agatha Christie. I think which, you saw it did more than just see it. You experienced we ex- it. We did experience it. I, I am proud to say that both my husband and I were on a West End uh, theater stage, such as it was, and uh, we actually even got a curtain call. So ooh. I was, ooh, yeah. Now, what do you mean by such as it was? Uh, well, you know, um, it's an, it was an old city hall that they actually re- uh, that they kind of redid a little bit, uh, and uh, so that it could be used for as a theater. But it was basically a courtroom um, with the with a small uh, square rectangular stage uh, right there in the middle. Um, and the uh, when they had any kind of a scene change that wasn't in the the uh, um, actual courtroom. They used that middle stage. Other than that, it was just where the defendant sat the whole time. Uh, while um, And we were to off to the right. Yes, stage right. We were off to stage right, uh, and um, the uh, judge was right there next to us, and he had his court recorder and his court clerk and, and all that. And uh, then the um, prosecutor and the defense attorney, which in England are called probably something slightly different but uh they both sat down in the um in the gallery with along with the uh rest of the people that had come to see the show and then they'd get up and you know they'd do their performance and do their you know their roles it was it was very very uh interesting um we we even were given lines uh you know because we all had to be sworn in one at a time and all that so that was cool i i tried my best to uh, to make sure that Monroe Community Players was solidly represented by giving the dramatic looks every time something was revealed, I would do that shock look and you know dun, the whole bit. Dun, yeah, dun. you know, I I was I figured if I'm if I'm there, I'm gonna give them all I got. And what show was that, Brian? 
a witness for the prosecution. And based on Agatha Christie. Ag- Agatha Christie, yeah. So, um, so, so it was an interesting ending. How, how do they give you the lines? I mean, do they give you a piece of paper? Yeah. Or do they tell they you? give you a little, a little piece of, uh, of, you know, wrapped paper that says, you know, I, I Brian Burchett, vow to listen and, you know, um, take in all the facts and give a, a um, honest so verdict. So were you a juror? I was a juror. Yeah, I was juror number okay. five. David was, uh, my husband was juror number six. Huh. So in England, the jury actually uses uh, uh, evidence to make their decisions. <laughs> huh. Interesting concept. Well, anyway. Novel. <laughs> no idea. Uh, so, so this was a very much an interactive theater, which, of course, we've done for dinner theaters and things like this. Oh, absolutely, uh, absolutely, so that's exciting. Yeah, and uh, you know, I don't know if you know the show at all, but it it really uh, it's shaking my head. No, <laughs> you, you couldn't see that in the audience. It takes you. It takes the story in one complete direction, and then after the verdict, totally twists it. So, crisscross yeah so are you are you good told, group by the way do you, i mean how many verdicts are you allowed to get to just guilty or not guilty, guilty or not guilty okay yeah so and you i and i don't want to say individual counts of this that and the other thing. no it's just, no it's just one straight murder charge so um and i don't want to say anything else because i don't want to I, I this one i don't want to give away although after the uh microphones are off uh, i would like to get your gentleman's opinion on on if you don't mind hearing the ending but i'm not going to do it here on the right on the, on the, why, why, big, why spoil it for our listener right right charles lawton two fan listeners. so two listeners i'll shut up you're you're what i'm a big charles lawton fan oh okay so i'll shut up all right okay but the movie didn't have two endings no, I presume the play has the play least, has only has one ending too. too. Yeah, there's the end of the trial, but is that really the end? Oh, yeah. boom, boom, boom! Gotcha. I've said too much. <laughs> <laughs> so that that's exciting. So production values aside, uh, it, how, how 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 did it compare to what what we've done with our interactive dinner theaters? <laughs> it's oh. It, Put the production values way aside. Okay, way aside. Um, no, I thought you know it, it was it was solid. What we do is solid. What they do is solid. Obviously, they're on a little bit different level, but they yeah yes. Bob's doing the old money sign there, um, but yeah, it's uh, you know there was there was no weak performance. I didn't I didn't find anything. Um, so you would compare it favorably to our our strongest shows, like an officer and a gentleman, for example. Oh, you're not getting me down that road. You are just not giving me down that road. Sorry. To let the audience in, we, Brian just recently saw a production of that here in the United States and was, yes, was it, less than impressed. Down in Stranahan. And, and give a little dig in there. So. And, and, and let me say, no, well, you opened the floodgates. So let me say <laughs> with that, uh, in one of our first few podcasts, we, we discussed Broadway musicals and how uh, the uh, – um, they seem to be leaning towards pop music and just, you know, the the whole bit, uh, which I blame ABBA for because I think that was really the one that kind of started it. Mama mia. <laughs> but, no, you think it was before? Yeah? Well, then ABBA did it right, I guess, maybe. ABBA did it much better. Okay. Then I, I don't know what, what I would say would be the first one. I always The Red assume. Ball. That's the oh, first God. one I know of. Okay. That's right. Okay. You okay with this? Yep, my ear just ditched. So okay, um, so uh, but behind the scenes look there, guys. 
sometimes the headphones in your ears get itchy. Uh, <laughs> An officer and a gentleman uh, took the concept that we have discussed into the sublime. Um, <laughs> it really did. When, you know, there's there's this wonderful scene where, well, not wonderful, there's a scene where the, you know, the, 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 the girl soldier can't climb the wall and everybody for the first part of the show is telling her how to climb the wall and they're all behind her. And then finally, when she gets up to the point where she's, she's ready to climb that wall, the cast sings owner of a lonely heart. I don't know why there's no, there's no rhyme or reason towards that, but that's what they sing. And, and, and then they have war games and in the war games, three women come out in, in the Jane Fonda, you know, leg warmers and eighties, you know, spandex. And during these guys war games, they stand in the corner doing exercises, singing love is a battlefield. Yeah, it's horrible. It was, it was, so I, I totally get the fact that they need to stop doing this pop, pop music garbage. Cause wow. Officer and gentleman was horrible. Just horrible. Thank you for letting me vent on that because it was horrible. I apologize to what I said about Anastasia. It was a wonderful musical. Thank you. Also mentioned that Oklahoma is no longer his least favorite. No, Oklahoma ever. is no longer my least favorite musical of all time. Officer and a gentleman has beat that by miles. Um, <laughs> by miles. Anyway, back to London. Uh, <laughs> hey, what else did you see, Brian? I, I think you saw something that was just supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Uh, you are chim chimney right. <laughs> Anything is It's like possible. a secret language. We it talk. is. Anything, <laughs> you know, I hadn't heard that song until Monroe Players did it. Um, You're kidding me. No, because I hadn't listened to the musical until then. Which, which song? Supercal? No. Oh, anything no. can, oh. Any, yeah. anything can <laughs> I say, how did you grow up in the United States of America? And you, <laughs> My father always forward faster than yeah. uh, <laughs> You don't listen to the song. <laughs> yeah, that's no, too happy. Uh, no, but um, but uh, so, you know, and, and players did an amazing, uh, I, I've, I've said it's one of the players, uh, our group's best musical we've ever done. Um, so, you know, you take that on London's West End, and you multiply it by a, a lot, and you have really uh, an amazing show. Disney, I'm sorry, I always thought Lion King would never, I'd never be topped with Lion King. I loved Lion King, always have loved the music. But uh, when I saw, uh, when I saw it, and I saw Mary take off at the end, I, and, and they're singing that song, man. I looked at my husband, and his eyes were blue, and I was blue, and I thought. Darn you, Disney! You've done it to me again. Yeah. Well, I and mean, frankly, that's even our our production, which you know, again, we probably did not have the same production values, but you know, for what we did, I thought we did a great job. Absolutely. Um, one of our leads, uh, Brad Bowman, who was playing Mr. Banks, um, he had mentioned. He said, "You know, wasn't sure how this show was playing until that opening night. He looked out in the audience, and someone sitting right there. He said it was a middle aged man who was just watching it enwrapped. Enwrapped is that the right word? Yep. Sure." In uh, rapture, in rapt. Yeah, I think there's a T. He liked it. And he was watching. He, he was just sort of caught up, caught up in it. And he said, "Oh," and it kind of brought home to him. He can correct me if he listens to the <laughs> podcast, but it brought home to him the power of theater right there, and, and what you can do with what what seems like a simple show, but because of the memories and everything you're evoking, mm -hmm. um, it 
just did great. So, mm-hmm. so this production worked for you too. Apparently. Yeah, yeah, it did. Um, uh, uh, did they catch the evil nanny in the birdcage this time out? Did they catch the nanny? I don't. Re- I how did they get rid of her? They got rid of her somehow. We just flew her off. But originally in the Broadway production, I know that they, um, which they actually I think opened in the West End, actually in London. Mm-hmm. Um, the, a giant bird cage comes takes her because she had this pet bird that wanted to be free. So they got rid of her by basically trapping her in a cage and sending her away too. I don't remember it's, that. It's I re- actually relatively dark. I remember they released the bird. Mary released the bird. And then there was singing and suddenly the evil one was, the evil nanny was like just kind of being drawn into the the door behind her. And there was, you know, the Spielberg lighting behind her and all that. supposed to be a birdcage coming out to grab her. Okay, yeah. We didn't see, no. There was yeah, no I just wondered cage. if they were still doing that. With yeah. the, you know. So I, what I've noticed, and I don't know if you guys have noticed as well, um, is that different levels of touring companies they pare down the sets. Mm-hmm. So if I go to see a show in Detroit, it's usually pretty close to what they do in New York. But if I go to Toledo, the next step down, so to speak, yeah. um, suddenly the sets aren't quite as, as uh, lavish. And I don't know if this is just because of the size of the stages or, or just, you know. Yeah. Maybe the, I, I know they have A and B and C kind of touring companies. And right. Too. right. So maybe an officer and gentleman would have been better if I'd seen it in Detroit. No. I have no idea. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I, I agree with you. I, I, sincerely, I sincerely doubt it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, I'll tell you what I did not. might have been better. I'll tell you what I did not care for at all, <coughs> excuse me, in uh, the West End, was the fact that uh, West End is set in Soho. It's kind of all one little thing. And Soho, which is a very uh, heavy bar, um atmosphere uh heavy lgbtq atmosphere uh is wonderful but it really truly felt like they took new york's broadway and combined it with new orleans bourbon street Mm -hmm. and it was very to me very disappointing um number one it was it was so crowded i mean i i've been in Times square when it that isn't half as crowded as what that was uh and it was really kind of it bothered me that we that they had this Mary Poppins show, and there's all these families bringing these kids to see Mary Poppins, and in the middle of the streets you have everybody falling down drunk and puking and and it was uh, I didn't I didn't care I mean I didn't care for it all and and Lord knows I don't mind getting drunk and falling down and puking I mean I've been there but it just seemed like you know. You, you need a little bit of a separation there because it felt like two different cultures kind of clashing right there together. Yeah. That's interesting. I never would have expected it. I would have expected it just to be crowded like any other city street. Hmm. Yeah. But no, it was, I mean, you were stepping around gross stuff and over, and it was, it wasn't my favorite area in, uh, in London. I will say that. Um, but the show was, both shows were fantastic. Um, I was, Really, very, very pleased um, with with both of them. Excellent. Well, good. So. Thank you for reporting on that. So uh, we'll have to send you out on assignment more often. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. At, at your own expense, of course. But but you know, that's all right. <laughs> we'll have to give you a microphone next time so you can 
Oh, live here. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Hold her hair back, honey. Hold her hair back. <laughs> uh, yeah. How was your Egypt trip? I know. I know you didn't do a lot of theater. Uh, we, we really didn't do any theater things. There were some theatrical elements, um, and the, one of the big temples, Abu Simbel. They they did a light show theater kind of thing. Um, but it was mostly light projections and, and narration. So um, very much what you would see if you came here to, um, actually the closest I can come up with is if you go see the fireworks show at Disney, uh, <laughs> Disney World, where they project lights onto the castle as well, and then there's somebody doing kind of voiceover, but there was no music, nothing like that. Yeah, um, yeah unfortunately, though that was a fabulous trip, saw what I wanted to see and everything, learned a lot about the Egyptian culture, which probably fits for a travel blog or something else. Um, we didn't have an opportunity to see any theater. Mm. Um, in fact, I did not see any real signs of theater. Um, I know that Egypt does have theater, of course. Everybody does. But um, I, I really didn't see too much in the way of um, you know, anything. Oh, no, I will back that up. In Luxor, near the hotel where we were staying, there was a production of, I think it was Luxor, I didn't write, so it doesn't matter which city, but in one of the towns, <laughs> um, they had a production of Rapunzel. Really? <laughs> yeah. And, and what was interesting, because here we are in Egypt, which um, they tend to be um, you know, Arabic Egypt, Egyptians, um, but they, they, Rapunzel was there with a the full golden hair. Really? Yeah. And, and I thought that was just a little interesting. It's like they didn't, you know, use a dark haired woman or anything. They, yeah. you know, they put on the blonde wig and uh, were telling, it looked very much from the ad that they were telling very much the um, Western European story. Hmm. So was this the Disney Rapunzel? I, it, it was not Tangled, of course. It, it actually said Rapunzel. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so I, I'm sure there was a heavy influence because of Tangled. Yeah. Uh, but to my knowledge, you know, there's there's nothing. Could have just been a copyright issue. This is the way yeah. they can sidestep it. Yeah. Well, and the story of Rapunzel is is out there. Yeah. Um, Tangled, yeah, sure. of course, is is a version of a Rapunzel story, but not the Rapunzel story as we all know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so that was interesting. So the only that was the only thing it was, a, and it was a you know just a nice um, center for the arts kind of place. Because mm-hmm. um, yeah, you, I think it's easy to say you know you think a developing nation. Um, you know what kind of theater do they have? But you know, even in in, in the poorest nations, there are the the wealthier communities, and, and certainly they did have theater. But like I say, that was the only one I actually saw that was recognizable to me as theater. Hmm. Um, and some of that though is you know maybe I would have seen more if I could read Arabic, um, hmm. uh, because there were billboards, posters everywhere in Cairo. Yeah. Um, but they not sometimes the words took up so much of the advertisement that unless you could read the language, you didn't know what they were really advertising. You oh. figured out, well, there's a phone number. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and unless you saw the Pizza Hut logo, for example, <laughs> you know, it, it was more words than pictures. Right. Um, right. Which, which is a difference, I think, obviously, I would say between uh, English and, and I don't think they're quite where we are in terms of let the picture tell the story when, with the advertising. Yeah. Which is interesting given that there were billboards and even in the medians of highways where we would normally just, you know, like the real tight four-lane highway where you just got this little strip with a concrete barrier between you, maybe some lights there. Mm-hmm. Every light pole had a bill, you know, a poster on it. Mm-hmm. So, and they put them multiple 
and I know we're getting way off track here, but they put them multiple ways. So if you missed the first one, you had the second, third, fourth, fifth, or sixth one to read. Oh. So as you're driving along, and don't drive in Cairo. <laughs> Just don't. If you think you can, put that out of your head now. Stay in your lane. Find some other form of transportation. Don't. Even New York cabbies would be afraid. I, I have driven in New York. I have driven in Los Angeles. I have driven in Chicago. I have driven in some of the worst traffic this continent has to offer. Mm. And in general, it's either not moving or when it's moving, people are staying in their lanes. <laughs> in Cairo, they can might as well save money on painting those lanes because mm. nobody's paying attention to the stripe except for the guy I saw who was using it to aim his car. <laughs> He's driving right down the middle of that line. <laughs> I figure that's the only way he was staying going straight. Um, but, but I mean, it just like I said, I could do a whole whole conversation there. So, uh, no, I didn't see any theater in Cairo. <laughs> Answer your question. Now, I will um, also say that uh, we spent most of our time. We spent three days in London. We spent the rest of our uh, two week trip in Edinburgh, mm-hmm. Scotland, and uh, we there was one major theater. In Edinburgh, only one. There was they didn't have a West End or a Broadway or anything hmm. like that. Now I don't know if they have community theater of any sorts. I didn't really delve into it, but uh, they did have the one theater which was uh, playing uh, Beauty and the Beast. Really? Yeah, yeah. So so Di- uh, so Disney or Disney style theater everywhere. is everywhere. Yeah, apparently based on our two country survey. In our two, our two <laughs> countries, three, 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 three kind of yeah, three countries. Four, we can count uh, Canada. I, I know what they're doing in Toronto. Okay. Yep. All right. Yeah. Yep. There we go. It's so all Disney, folks. Disney everywhere. We're done. They might as well give up now. That's true. Uh, <laughs> yep. They have to have somebody to fleece. Will always be wanted. All, all you, all you people with your uh, nine old men who runs the world conspiracy theories is nope. It's the board of Disney. It is. <laughs> yep. You wish upon that star all you want, pal, but it's all Disney. It's $2,000 just to get in the door, and then $75. I like them prices. <laughs> and then when this podcast mysteriously disappears, you know Cease where to look. <laughs> yeah, hey, we, we didn't disappear. sing any of the songs. It's true. We, but we if we do to... get that letter, can we frame it? Maybe get copies for each of us? Oh, yep. yes. Yeah, yes. because <laughs> it means we hit the big time. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. No, uh, but uh, yeah. Um, That'll just, make West End look small. Yeah, yeah just, <laughs> just for your uh, reference, so there, there is community theater, of course, worldwide. Mm-hmm, um, sure. There is an international association of community theater. They have uh, festivals all over the world. In fact, um, we've talked about ACTFest and the American Association of Community Theater on this podcast before, part of their two-year cycle. Um, typically, any group that goes to the national festival gets invited to an international festival. Oh. Um, so, and, and throughout Monaco has a huge one every year, oh. um, or used to at least. Um, they get invited. They don't get a spot paid for. Yeah. Um, Basically, you get a spot to go and okay. good luck raising the money. Yeah. Um, but, you know, yeah. if, if we were ever so fortunate, I would be out there begging on the corners. We, we'd find yeah. a way. Um, Definitely Monaco, especially. Yes. Yeah. Well, we I was in a James Bond movie once, wasn't I? Sure. Yes. yes. A lot of uh, casinos and such. Yeah. A lot of Gene, not Gene Kelly. Uh, Grace Mon- Kelly. Grace Kelly. Grace Kelly. A lot of Grace Kelly stuff up there. Yeah. A little girl who had everything and got more. <laughs> <laughs> I guess how they, they talked about it. So, mm. um, so continuing our travelogue series here. <laughs> um, but thank you. Thank you for uh, sharing us with us and um 
and I know I'm sure there's things that we could tell other groups about how we we could do things better after you compare it to uh, uh, the West End. But I think it's just like seeing anything else. There's things that I don't know. I go to Broadway on a cape. I haven't. Uh, I once upon a time went to Broadway a few <laughs> times, um, but you know I can I can look at even all of these professional productions and say, yeah, we could have done that better. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot mm-hmm. production wise that we we obviously can't touch. Oh yeah. Um, and I have a question. Mary Poppins, mm-hmm. maybe just because I was raised with the movie, but why do the parents in Mary Poppins seem so young? Be, and, and because I talked to somebody who had seen it on Broadway, and David was my David was the first one to say it, and I but I noticed it too. It's like the mother and father looked like they were in their twenties. Probably just a cast. Well. And it's like, and they, but they said the same thing that the, the they're, when they saw it on Broadway, it was the same way. They looked yeah. really young. Right. Now I know I'm a little older. Okay, you beat me to the punch. There we, there we go. <laughs> they look young because you're now into grandpa. And older age. actors <laughs> cost more because they are not breaking into a role. Well, well look okay. at the ages of Michael and Jane. They're they're supposed to be twelve, I think. Jane at, the, at that point. And if you're getting married in Edwardian England and you got married in your 20s, let's say you're 20, 21, yeah. you're only in your early 30s when you have a 10 or 12-year-old kid. Well, then that movie lied. Yes. Yes, yes. it did. Yeah. Yes, it did. Uh, well, and again, because of you know, they were casting actors that they knew and um, yeah. things like that. But, yeah, I mean, um, I think in general television lies, but that's because... The actors are casting to play the kids are actually in their twenties, so you got to cast adult, you know, parents in their forties and fifties to pull that off, maybe. Yeah, well, that's that's. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when you look the same age as a kid. <laughs> yeah. Which which I have seen shows on TV where it's like, which one's the mother again? I can't I can't quite tell. Yes, yes, and I also want to say one last thing about Mary Poppins. I do think, uh, and this is just a personal thing, but um, I don't know why they cut the uncle. The uncle scene. I think that would have been uh, the laughing. The yeah, I love to laugh. I I I think that's one of my favorite moments in the movie, and I don't understand why why they cut that. And certainly the, the that high end professional theater, they can afford to float a table. Absolutely. And the actors, they got Bert running all the way around this, you know, up the stage and across. I think the that's top. probably one of the reasons why they don't to hold that whoa moment for Bert. That well, could be. That that yeah, true. that very well could be. Because that's, no matter how you slice it, it's a chunk of change wow. insurance-wise oh, to yeah. have actors on two little guide wires as they found out with Spider-Man turned back the dark. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Things go splat. Ooh. Yep. Uh, well, and, yeah. and I'll, going back to the Monroe Community yeah. production of uh, uh, Mary Poppins, you know, uh, it cost us quite a bit of money just to fly Mary and once we said that, well, then how many other characters can we fly? Because we're <laughs> investing all this money. Um, right. So, you know, we flew everybody we could. Um, but, but you know, even for Broadway, there comes, there's probably a, a, or a Broadway-style productions, West End in this case. You know, there's probably a limitation to here's how much we're willing to invest to, to yeah. fly. You know, because you're not just talking about flying Bert, that senior flying an uncle, you're flying Bert, flying the kids. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, but, but I hear you. That was a great song and everything. I love yeah. that. Yeah, and and it's a great character uh, character piece for someone. And I'm not an expert on how the Broadway show developed, but 
it does clearly refer back to the books more than just the movie. Just the movie. I think when Cameron McIntosh, McIntosh when the that production group got to this, they I read somewhere they said, "Hey, we can't do this without the Disney Mary Poppins," because they were ready to go with just Mary Poppins based a whole different story based on the books. Oh. And they said the only way this is going to really work is we got to get Disney involved. So mm-hmm. it wasn't really Walt Disney coming forward, is my understanding. Please correct me if I'm wrong, folks. That's what um, I've read, too. My understanding is, is that they approached Disney, and Disney said, hmm, Broadway. We've, we've dabbled in that. <laughs> <laughs> we, have a, we have a Swiss bank account we haven't filled yet. <laughs> Let the woman fly. Um, but but that's, that's, I think, why there's some differences. And that's why the play, for those who haven't seen the play, frankly, it's darker than the movie. Yes. You know, Walt was a, a bright, cheery, I don't know if he was personally, but his movies tended to be pretty up and cheery. Oh, yeah. um, but they, they let some of the darkness of the books come into this. this um, again, yeah. like I say, you're punishing the evil nanny by capturing her in her birdcage and sending her to God knows where. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. Uh, there's that toy scene, um, which if you haven't seen when we did it was downright frightening as i've been told <laughs> it, it 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 is yes and i actually liked um player's version of that better oh cool i did like player's version of that better oh and i also have to say nice surprise uh the bird lady was played by um Oh, Lord, have mercy. I've been holding on to this all day. Um, I know. Thank you. Um, famous actress. A famous singer, actually. Uh, uh, who sang um, Downtown? Oh, Tula Clark. Clark. Yeah. Tula Clark played I the... I had heard that. Yeah. But and she was, she was so good. She was magnificent. Loved her. But was she wearing house slippers? No, she wasn't. That's a shout out to one of our listeners. I hope yes. you caught that. Yes, that was a very good shout out. No, she was not wearing house slippers. She was not. Huh. No. Extra but, points for anyone who can tell us who was wearing house slippers on Broadway. And one of our listeners is upset about it to this day. <laughs> Could someone <laughs> be so petty? <laughs> yes. Yes. yes, they can. In fact, mm-hmm. the next show we're doing, I haven't told my cast yet, but we're wearing fuzzy slippers. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> there's a theme brewing <laughs> I, think, I think we can we can work with this nice. or you can have oh, just nice. ugly slipper day for it <laughs> I'm sure that somewhere there's Yoda baby slippers oh, still sure floating out there yeah. <laughs> I don't know Disney doesn't do a whole lot of merchandising that's true <laughs> Yeah, they, they, they really haven't dabbled too mm, much into that's, that that's the next do you want to know what's coming out in 22-23 Disney does. Oh, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they nice. Do. They know exactly what we'll be buying. Yes. Uh, your so. soul. Yeah. Well, that kind of took us a different direction than I anticipated, but that's the mm-hmm. fun of this podcast. Hilarity and hijinks Hilarity around and every hijinks, corner. You never know. Um, <laughs> we keep it vaguely theater-related, so that's the important part. Speaking about being vague, um, one thing... <laughs> For everybody out there and for most of the people at this table, uh, I've been listening to podcasts. And one of the best theater ones that I've run into, um, there are also video of it, is Wait in Wings. And it's been on the air for two to three years, I believe now. 
Um, and it's just a wonderful, they break down a show from the business end of it. Mm. So it's, the last one I watched was for, they were doing a musical version of Rebecca. The famous novel and the movie from the 30s and 40s with the creepy lady stroking articles of clothing. Mm-hmm. Very suggestive, very, very incredible. The show design, it was actually put on in Germany and England before it was supposed to come to America. And the podcast is all about the financials of it, how it's almost a Max Bialy stock play of building revenue before the show opens. And what happened to that money after it had been raised? And for those listening, Max Bialystock is the lead character in The Producers by Mel Brooks, just in case you want to look that up, um, a a, a Charlton. 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 He rips people off. Yeah. Well, that was the goal, but we haven't seen Producers yet. You need to. Yeah. That's... (laughs) Yeah. That's one uh, series I can recommend anybody for theater looking at. It doesn't really... De- a lot of the podcasts you listen to is, oh, this musical was great because so-and-so was in it and so-and-so's, and it had this wonderful song, and uh, uh, this is what was happening in America at that time. This one is more like, all right, he raised $5 million but only paid 500000 of it. What happened to the rest of the money? Where did these mystery investors appear from? Just when the show is about ready to be canceled, all of a sudden, four backers suddenly show up. And no one's heard of them before in the Broadway community. Hmm. What's the name of it again? Wait in Wings. Wait in Wings. Or Waiting in the Wings. Waiting in the Wings. Waiting in the Wings. There goes our three listeners. They just went over there. <laughs> well, if they're going to go, to, you know, um, it's a different way of looking at things. Oh no, it sounds really interesting. No, well, and of course, as you know, part of our mission is to talk good. about the art and the business of uh, theater. But that's absolutely. a different, the different spin on it. They're they also looking had at the, on, uh, the Spider-Man musical, mm-hmm. um, Starlight Express, from Andrew Lloyd Webber, and there was one other big one. Which whose name escapes me right now, but just those three were enough for me to go through the entire series. Hmm. I, have to, I will have to check that out. It's on, mm-hmm. YouTube. It's on YouTube. It's on YouTube. Okay. It's also on Facebook. And you know, after the first, speaking of recording, after the first of the year, I know we've discussed this, gentlemen, but um, I was thinking of hooking up my GoPro here so that we could um, um, both um, terrorize a new audience. Yes. If, if if anyone's interested, I I think why not? Absolutely. I mean, hey, let them see how. Uh, anyways, never mind. <laughs> that, that gives me a month to lose weight. I was gonna uh, say the old uh, Luther Vandross diet for me. <laughs> we could those, all hold up those wow. face masks. So all right. Yeah. So let me let me explain the Luther Vandross diet to everybody. So I before I, we apologize. Yeah. Well, he's he's no longer with us. We we love you, Luther. We love you. Luther. We love you. Anyway, that's you. another inside bit. Um, <laughs> So I used to be, a, in, a, in a previous life, I used to be a manager of a record store. And Luther, you always knew he had a new album coming out because the man looked amazing when the album came out. I mean, like svelte, 
dressed to the nines, and then he'd announce the tour, and he'd be like, wait a minute, that man weighs 400 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, it's, that's true. Good. it's true. And again, yeah. the man could sing like nobody's business, but it was always always felt bad for him. Like, well, why don't you just you know show who you really are on the album, and then he ends up dying. But So the joke for me was always the Luther Vandross diet before a show or anything else. You've got to lose that weight. Right. So you look presentable, and then once it's over, it's, yeah. 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 So, yeah. The Photoshop that, effect. Right. Well, now, yeah. right. Yeah, but that's it's interesting because you are right. Yeah, his album covers he looked amazing, and then you'd see him performing, and you'd go, "What? Who's that? <laughs> yeah. Is I, I he was... behind him?" <laughs> I was thinking the Brando diet, but well, that, that too. Oh, more yeah. exciting, so. there you go. But that one you never lost again. You just keep gaining for the rest of your life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Until have an obsession with butter. Well, and yeah. <laughs> Apparently, for the freshman, which starred one of Brian's favorite actors, Matthew Broderick. <laughs> they actually had to. You're killing me, Smalls. <laughs> <laughs> they actually had to slim, digitally slim Brando down because they just really felt he was too heavy. Wow. Hmm. So that's my goal: to be slim down digitally. When it takes two forklifts to get me into the coffin, <laughs> beware of grease fires. <laughs> oh, Bob, we're not going to bury you. <laughs> I don't want to know. <laughs> I don't know what, why I would even have a say in it. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> I'm crying on the inside. <laughs> we're going to have a five-minute show when we're Hey. <laughs> so what's our next topic? So, well, well uh, we were going to go talk about auditioning styles, but I think we're going to well, save that for the next one. Oh, um, because because I, I, you know we've gone into kind of we can title this as just kind of the weird the weird episode. <laughs> Isn't um, that the first ten? <laughs> the Mary Poppins uh, paradox. Uh, um, yeah, this, but, this truly was a tangent verse. Yeah, sort of. But it, it kind of the whole business side that Bob has just brought up uh, of theater is something that you know it, it is tough to to manage and. I don't know how they do it in the professional side, but we know on the community theater side um, that it is it is a chore and it is a struggle every day just to pay the rent. Yeah. And uh, like I say, we're a relatively small operation at Monroe Community Players, but I know larger operations that basically go through the same thing. Um, and, and it seems to me that maybe what we can do for, if not this episode, maybe a future episode, is start breaking down all the costs that go into, for example, a musical. Yeah. Um, because I, th I think what's, what part of the people, peop we often hear, no matter what our ticket price is, oh, is there a discount? I mean, mm. we, we'll hear that on a $5 ticket, mm -hmm. a $10 ticket. Um, meanwhile, you're going to Broadway and you're spending, or well, even the West End, you're spending how many pounds? Yeah, a lot. You know, yeah, it's it's two hundred dollars a ticket in New York City is not unheard of. In fact, it's probably at the low end oh. gets you the balcony seat these yeah, days. Yeah, because I looked at it um, just for shits and giggles, and it was like five hundred dollars for a off Broadway and in Piccadilly Circus. Yeah, that's yeah. They were basically saying off, it was six hundred pounds. That's interesting because we found we got uh, floor seats. And we never get floor seats because, you know, we don't normally have the money for floor seats. We always go as high up as we can get. 
because it's cheaper, which we found out with Mary Poppins would have been even more entertaining since she flew above us. And, right. You know, um, but they actually the floor seats were cheaper than the floor seats for Mary Poppins on Broadway by a slightly significant amount. Really? And I, and I don't know if it, maybe we just got a good deal. I don't I don't know because David handles all the finances, but um, we were amazed that we could get floor seats for just over a hundred pounds each. Whoa! Yeah, I, you know, hundred and twenty, hundred and thirty, or yeah. something. I mean, we were towards the back of the of the main stage, now, but how how is the dollar the how's the pound faring against the dollar of these? Dollar twenty nine. Yeah, something like that. The pound looking, is so much stronger. Yeah, I was yeah. looking for uh, Doctor Who figures. You edit that noise out like you edit all the other noises I make out, right? <laughs> I, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> okay, I, I was yeah. curious. Because yeah. since breakfast, Brexit, I didn't know if the pound was, you know, it's, uh, it's stronger. It's, strong. it's very strong. Well, yeah. Good. yeah, absolutely. So they so don't do a lot of money. Ours, like you say, it's probably $120, $130 our, in our... Right, which is a bargain. Sure, yeah, what, but and they don't do a lot of, of actual physical money there anymore since it's the card. it's all on the card or um, their phone. That's oh. on their phone. Yeah, well, you know. and that's something I found in Egypt. Frankly, I I came back with money. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. um, I said unfortunately because I couldn't find a place to exchange it on the way out. Yeah, and um, and you can't exchange it too much over here, Egypt. From what I understand, keeps a tight control on their currency, so it doesn't really leave their borders a lot. Mm-hmm. And it, frankly, it was about about thirty bucks for us. But anyway, I used my card a lot. Yeah. Um, for the few times I actually had to use my card. Yeah. Um, so, so I think that that I think is COVID as much as anything. But oh, it is. Yeah. Think about it. it at home. I yeah. I don't carry much yeah. cash anymore. It's all in my debit card. Yeah. Until such time as they realize they aren't charging us enough for to use our own money and. <laughs> We can go down that that rabbit hole too. Yeah, but that's why. And and a lot of I know I don't know if it's if it is used on um, the other phones. I I have an iPhone, mm-hmm. and I have my all that information in my wallet. So yep. even at my at my ear, I just put the phone up there, and it as long as I hit my button and my face is readable. Yep, I'm paying. Well, Apple Pay, Google Pay, yeah, all that. Yeah, I have. It's amazing. Yeah, I, I wasn't going to, but then David said you better for the trip, and so oh, I did. Yeah. But with me, it's like I'm I'm not traveling anywhere. I'm not really doing anything. I, I, working. My experience with the computers is I don't trust the per- person on the other side of the screen. I'd rather deal with just a debit card, mm-hmm. which is in itself, or give me let me write a check or let me just give you cash. Sure, sure, absolutely. I've actually. Again, we've gone off onto a whole another tangent. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I personally have actually try to use cash more because, you know, frankly, it's free. You yeah. Know, there's no other little service charge or things like that. Yeah, service cash. charge for us to give you a service charge, which is yeah. just one of the many expenses. <laughs> Here, I'm bringing it back. That. <laughs> uh, many expenses that the theaters have to put up with. Mm-hmm. I should say I have to put up with, but but we have to meet as well. You know, every even though in Monroe Community Players, for example, we're encouraging people to buy tickets ahead of time, use PayPal, give us you know credit card, or whatever. That all comes out to an expense to us that that we as a group have chosen not to pass on to the the uh, patron. Um, but but you know those are kind of the hidden costs that every theater has. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And when we talk about other expenses, you know, for those who may not be aware, you know, if you're doing a musical, you don't only pay for the musical rights, pay for the stage rights to the script itself, you pay a rental fee to the, the production house that is providing you the music on top of the rights that you've already paid for. You know, they're making their money as much on rental of materials, which you need to return because it's a library rental essentially except with a charge. Um, so you can be talking out of pocket several thousand dollars for a, you know, something like a Little Mermaid or a Mary Poppins before you have even scheduled their first audition. Mm -hmm. well, and on top of that as well, <clears throat> they'll find other ways. So say you want to do a show and you have eight weeks. You can pay for extra weeks of rehearsal and they'll send you out your, your material you know, earlier than, than they would normally do it, but you're paying for that. So, again, there, there are expenses that even I wasn't even aware of when, yeah. and as I have started to dive into the financial piece of it. And it's just, you know, you have a specific, okay, you want a piano only. Well, then there's this. You can do this. And there's the, the nickel and diming of groups is, is ridiculous is what can be done. Yeah, and, and this is not to fault the, the companies uh, nope. um, for doing what they do because they are in it to make money, let's yep. be honest. Sure. Um, but the reality is that cost is passed down to the theater, and frankly, we have to pass that cost on to the patron. Mm -hmm. um, we, you know, we aren't sitting on a buck. At least we don't give any players isn't. <laughs> um, we are not sitting on a bucket of money. No. Um, or a money tree out back. We don't have a bucket. Uh, we don't even have a bucket. <laughs> <laughs> we can't even afford to sit. <laughs> There are no uh, chairs in this studio right now. That's, yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, but, but that's the reality. And, yep. and I'm sure it's the same for a lot of nonprofits. But, you know, just to provide what we provide, like I say, before we even have a single audition, mm -hmm. we have put out some, some serious money. And that's true even with, again, what we call a straight play, which mm -hmm. is a drama or a comedy uh, with no music. You know, we're normally putting out several hundred dollars just to get the rights to do that play and we cannot promote advertise or even rehearse that show until that fee has been played or paid and you know that's interesting because um uh, twilight of the golds mm -hmm. um i had to pay for a fee to use uh because um the the mute wagner's ring cycle is a big part of this play and so i had to pay a charge mm -hmm. to use that I thought, in my own na naive, that word, okay. thank you, um, that that meant they're sending me the music, so I didn't have to look it up. No, I still have to find this music. Oh, see, I thought that that was going to be cued and the cuts yeah. were going to be the way they were supposed to be. No. Yeah, we, we took, because that yeah. music, the, the music, mm -hmm. you know, Wagner's been dead a long time. That is in public domain. What you typically would be paying for in that case is somebody's performance of that music. Well, and that's what I thought, and that's when I called, so there, and they there's said... there's no tape? No, no, there's no tape. You're just paying for to, to be able to use that music. And is, I was like... Is it because it's been edited some way? It's a different arrangement? I, now, it is... They say in the script, and I don't remember the name. I, I'd have to go back and I have the script with me. Um because I'm not one of the actors who should have their script with them at all times. Um, it's in the car. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's what showed up. <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> I, 
It's a shame Brian didn't get the cast he wanted. <laughs> no, I got didn't. the cast he needed. That's, that's I got right. The, I got the cast I deserved. <laughs> <laughs> well, now Warner Brothers is going to be after us. I know. This, the, all that is a joke, guys. I, okay. I got a wonderful yeah, cast. But anyway, um, there Just, is... And again, so people are in on the joke, because we do a lot of that sometimes. Yes, we do. Um, both Ron and... David, <laughs> the de facto host, are, are in the show. They're well. in the show, yes, they are. They, they're doing wonderful jobs. I'm very, very happy with what's going on. But anyway, um, no, they, they said... Um, it's not what you said yesterday at rehearsal. I know, but anyway. <laughs> thought that was under my breath. Um, <laughs> no, but, the, uh, but they specify a certain person's version of it ah, to use. Okay, So that's what go. we're paying for then. But... But you still have to you find still, it. I still have to find it. And I'm like, well... Google they, search. I think they would be able to just give it to us if they're doing that. Yeah. So that's, 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 that, that's interesting. Yeah. And, huh. and who music rights, I don't know. If there's anything more confusing uh, than drama rights, I think it's got to be the music rights. Uh-huh. And especially when a play has music in it. Um, for example, we're, we're hopefully going to be producing a new play um, coming this March. Mm-hmm. But the playwright would like to see some specific music in it. Well, that means we've got to untangle each and every one of those songs to make sure that we're covered by the rights to them. Yeah. Um, because if it's modern music, for example, and by modern I mean since the 19th century, mm-hmm. um, you know, somebody probably owns that copyright and you have to pay them for it. Oh, what um, amazing. As soon as someone else performs it, even though it may be Beethoven, um, who is not seeing a dime of it, I can tell you right now... <laughs> <laughs> not even his estate, um, <laughs> not even the dog Beethoven is seeing a dime of it. Um, but you know, it, because someone else performed it, that makes it their performance of this piece, and and you can't just use that. And that's something I don't think people quite get: is everybody has rights attached to any production. And again, it's something that every group has to untangle yeah. um, and make sure that we're doing correctly. Because frankly, there are big fines. Mm-hmm. Up to and including not being able to perform any shows from that that production house, mm-hmm. um, you know. And I'm not even talking monetary. The worst one is they'll say, "Okay, we're not going to let you use do any of our shows at all." Yeah. Um, and these these are things that everybody really needs to be aware of. Um, so you know, if you're out there and you're thinking, "Well, I'm just going to do a little musical review and I don't have to pay for it," mm-hmm. because uh, I be careful. Sure. And that extends to other organizations such as churches, schools, service organizations. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Um, we joked about Disney coming after you. They do. Many a child care, many a child Mm -hmm. care center that's been told you paint that Mickey off your wall, or you pay us for it. Absolutely. Pluto's really an assassin. Well, and even to speak to that, um, with (laughs) with that real quick, I, I ran a Disney store, and when they would come in and do remodels, they would take their uh, uh, characters off the walls and they would have to be destroyed on property. Mm. The the construction group would have to take pictures of before, during, and after and then send those pictures and all the parts to Disney so that there there was no possibility of anything being, being, you know, missing. So, I mean, they're they're pretty, they they care. There's another set I, I watch is basically the wholesalers of Disney where it's basically all the old animated characters from the disney stores they showed racks and racks of the dalmatians and simbas that they are now selling okay auction wise well i guess they realize that there's money to be made yeah that's <laughs> probably it yeah they don't, they don't appreciate dumpster divers 
Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm um, just looking at the time, and uh, we are coming to the close of another episode. The, like I said, this one's been a little different. Mm-hmm. Um, but just um, we kind of went, uh, I know it really hasn't been. This is what you should be used to week after week <laughs> from us. Um, and we appreciate it. <laughs> um, and uh, thanks to everybody who has been, uh, we're getting some comments on our Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, I haven't seen too many emails come in yet, but we're excited about that. So um, if you have any comments for us, you want to find us out, you want to say, hey, you're wrong about this, uh, you're somebody, right about something, let us know. Yeah, um, somebody prove to me that I'm wrong about Officer and a Gentleman. Write in. I dare you. Yeah, yeah, do that. Um, because because I've heard it's a fabulous show. I've the hamster it. I said seen it. Richard Gere The, the guy must have been deaf. Actually, I've now... I've, <laughs> I was I won't say who, but I got a text last night from somebody who was in the audience of an officer and a gentleman saying, Wow, can you give me information about this other show we're doing? Because I'm sitting here watching this show and it's pretty bad. <laughs> really? You know, that's how bored they were that they were wow. That's it. Like I say, I won't tell you who. Um I'm telling you it was bad. But but, but they just they it just uh, did not like it. Um but anyway, so like I say our Facebook page, um search for the mcp podcast on facebook like i say there's not a whole lot there i think we owe our our listeners a uh, survey or two about which running gags we should just stop right now and which ones they'd like to hear about because we haven't even talked about the latest production of annie that just came out it was on nbc NBC. and i will tell you from what i heard somebody chose to go with a bald cap (laughs) instead of doing the right thing shaving their head and a bald cap, as you know, I do every time. So Shame on you, Mrs. Hannigan. <laughs> so disappointing. But in line with their other productions that they've had, like the wonderful Captain Hook oh. and Peter Pan. Yes. Christopher Walken. I can't do a Christopher Walken. Was not good. <laughs> not good. <laughs> that, Mr. Walken. <laughs> Anyone else? Uh, so, yeah, go to our website, MonroeCommunityPlayers.org. Email us at MonroeCommunityPlayers at Yahoo.com. Remember to search for Monroe County, Michigan, if you're looking for Monroe Community Players. And uh, let us know what happens, or let us know what happens. I don't know what happens. You tell me what happens. Let us know what you think of the podcast, what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong. Please don't turn us off. We want to hear from you. We want to uh, improve and provide the content that you would like us to see. So, this has been a production of the Monroe Community Players, recorded at the Monroe Public Access Cable Television Podcast Studio in beautiful downtown Monroe, high atop the Benish Building. We More are the Green content. Room Groupies, signing off until next time, and we're still looking for that out- outro tagline. More cowboy bell. <laughs> I, I, I thought you had it with cowboy, but... <laughs> I, I said cowboy? It sounded like you were heading in that oh, direction. Oh. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>